0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky, and this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from five to nine, this is what you missed.
1: Somebody decided to look back 10 years ago to uh, fads, things that were popular in 2013. Oh, boy. How we feel about them in in 2023. Uh, Honey Boo Boo. (laughs) Remember Honey Boo Boo? (laughs) Almost everybody who were fans aren't anymore. Her real name is Alana Thompson. She'll be 18 this August. Okay. Yeah. The Cronut, it debuted at a bakery in New York 10 years ago. Many say they still love the Cronut. It was uh, It was all the rage of the X, I think, That's right.
0: that, that summer, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, goats screaming like humans. There was videos of this, and many people
0: still, they say they still love to watch
1: those videos. Do you remember those from uh, 10 years ago?
0: I remember the idea of them. I can't remember the videos themselves. I don't think I want to watch that. It's kind of freaky.
1: Mm-hmm. Something called Vine. It debuted in 2013 and shut down in 2017. What was Vine? Do you remember? Uh, no. Many say they wish it was back. Maybe it was a social media thing. I don't know. Adult onesies. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago, they became a big thing. Most now think they're just dumb. Walter White hats. The uh, Breaking Bad finale aired in 2013. And uh, many wish they could still... Don the Walter White hat. All right. Actually, speaking of Walter White, uh, Bryan Cranston is going to return as Walter White in a Super Bowl commercial. Uh, he shared a picture of himself as Walter with the caption, Breaking Soon. Super Bowl 57 ears, uh February 12th on Fox. Rihanna headlining the halftime show. Cranston, who won four Emmys for Walter White on Breaking Bad, has uh, reprised the role For El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, and Better Call Saul. so Okay. He will be back. I'd like to be able to wear a hat. You know, some people wear hats and they look good in hats. Some people wear like a nice, you know, like a British, a jaunty cap. A jaunty cap, yeah. I wish I could, but I got a fat melon, I think. got to have the right cap. You got to try on a
0: lot of caps.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember having like a leather kind of cowboy hat. Right? Many 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 years ago when I was like in grade 6, I bought at a store called Sancho Pancho in the Bramley City Centre. I really thought it was going to get me a leg over. Got me nowhere. I swear I went into the mall and I tried this thing on constantly and I can't remember how much it was, but when I was like in grade Could 6. Could be cheap. It wasn't probably cheap. It was probably like 40 bucks or 50 bucks at the time. Right. And even then, at 40 or 50 dollars when I was in grade 6 was a lot of dough. And somehow I ended up maybe I asked for it for Christmas or a birthday or
0: something. I think I wore it like once or twice. People mocked me for it, and that was the end that of it. That was it. Yeah. yeah, that's usually how things end. I had a jaunty cap at one point. Did it was you? like a, it was, and it was one of those kind of cheap out of a beer case. I think Carlsberg, <laughs> a jaunty cap where I wanted it at a pub, and yeah. and I, I liked it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know whatever happened. I probably wore it out. You're a big baseball cap guy. Well, and that's the thing. This was just you know when you when you're looking for something a little different than a baseball cap or yeah. just, you know the standard ball cap, trucker cap kind of thing. Um, yeah, this was a, a fun one to wear. Maria made me or knitted me last Christmas a, a lovely
1: little toque, and I do I do like wearing a toque. I enjoy a toque, um, but you know with this great head of hair, I gotta let the people see it. Right. <laughs> Let's go with that. But I do, uh, my problem is I, I shower every morning and I don't dry my hair. So I, you know, you can't be wearing a toque over wet hair. So there's not a lot of opportunity for me to wear it. Gotcha. I wear it later in the day when I go grocery shopping and that kind of thing. Froyo. Remember Froyo? This is when people decided that uh, frozen yogurt would be better than ice cream. Uh, many still love it. Right. It was a big deal back in 2013. Twerking was a big deal back in 2013. Most think it's lame now. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> and kale became a superfood 10 years ago. Of course, we know the great fact about Pizza Hut supposedly being the biggest buyer and decorating their salad bars with it. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the in the 90s, right? Yeah.
0: But uh, kale 10 years ago was the uh, big thing. Uh-huh. Kale chips, kale everything. Yeah.
1: The word swag, it had been around a lot longer than 10 years, but it got really trendy in 2013. And then slang turns. Meh. Craig, cray, salty, deets, catfish, hella fail, and using the word hashtag in a sentence, hashtag fail. Oh yeah, great. That
0: was ten years ago. Dude, did, I know? Were you googling quickly? Vine. Uh, yeah, it was a video service that was oh. done in the states, and, and um, kind of we kind of see those now with the little reels and stuff like that. There was, you could post like six seconds videos to it,
1: like a TikTok. Yeah. Okay.
0: It didn't last very long.
1: Yeah, so out of all of those, you think twerking is the one we should bring back? <laughs> I'll, I'll join you in that department. You have heard the term remote drop used on this show. Lucky will say it uh, when we're talking about movies that he uh, he will stop and watch again over and over and over. And people uh, were asked about guilty pleasure movies, things they can never stop watching and I find this funny that Showgirls, if you remember this from 1995, with the girl who was in, uh, what the hell was that show back in the day? It was really popular. The uh, saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell, yeah. This was her big leap into uh, movie stardom, supposedly. Yeah, and yeah, and it was an absolute <laughs> flop. It, one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> it, it's just so bad. The The one scene I always remember from it, because I have it on a loop is uh, her sex scene in the pool where it looks more like she's having a medical malfunction. <laughs> like, it's so over the top. It's so... It's it, If you've never seen it, don't do this at work, but Google showgirl's pool sex scene. It's unbelievably bad. And I've watched a lot of porn tonight. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, made in Manhattan shows up on the list of a remote drop J-Lo? movies. J-Lo? Yeah. There's another one here on this list, too, with uh, with her in uh, Monster-in-Law. I think it was J-Lo and Jane Fonda. Okay. Uh, Overboard. These are, you know, a lot of them are lighthearted comedies, I right. guess, that, you know, feel-good movies. Like Planes,
0: Trains, and Automobiles is yes. a great example of yeah, that. Of course, certainly around the holidays.
1: Ferris Bueller is another one that I would always kind of stop at and spend a couple of minutes with. Pretty Woman shows up on the list. I always forget how much of a scumbag Jason Alexander
0: was in that movie.
1: In pretty yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you forget that he was even in it, really, because right. It's a bit part. Yeah. But boy, he's... what a dirtbag.
0: Mm-hmm. Made a play on her. Everything. Yeah,
1: the whole thing. Miss Congeniality, Tommy Boy is a great one.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, you know, it almost revolves around actors. Like, it just had Michael chime in with Uncle Buck, right? Good Anything John Candy. Yeah. Pretty much a remote drop uh, when it comes to just a feel good movie. Yeah, Uncle Buck, Doc, uh, The Great Outdoors, and, and same goes with Farley. For yeah. me, is if I see a Farley movie, I'm I'm right. usually stopping.
1: Now you were raised on Bond films, and, and for me, I think any kind of Clint Eastwood, whether it was the Spaghetti Westerns or the Dirty Harrys, for sure the Dirty Harrys. My f- dad loved them, and uh, and so anytime now I
0: see any of those show up, I'll uh, I'll spend okay. a few minutes with uh, Dirty Harry Callahan. Um, yeah, they used to do, uh, was it, I don't even know if TNT was still around, but they used to do like the 13 days of Bond, mm. like right around Christmas time. I was, I always remember it was right around exam time when I was at university. I was like, ah, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be studying and I got 13 straight days of Bond movies on a loop.
1: I, uh, over Christmas when my dad was visiting, uh, we would have, um, movie, uh, marathons a little bit, kind of just to keep him quiet for a little... For a little moment or two, uh, and uh, Lethal Weapon, we ended up going through all of the Lethal Weapons. Right. Oh, actually uh, yeah. I mean, boy, there's some really bad acting, and you know, it's, they they just they're so dated. They scream '80s, you know. And, and supposedly, um, they're talking about a Lethal Weapon uh, five, believe it or not. Mel Gibson not only starring but directing, and Danny Glover coming back. And really, yeah, I don't know if uh, Renee Russo or whatever her name was was it Rene Russo yeah, girlfriend. In there. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't realize how often his, um, uh, what's his name, Joe Pesci, as uh, Leo Getz showed once he arrives, he's in like the last two or three, three of them. Yeah. yeah, I
0: think. Yeah. I and have it, Chris Rock in there, too. Yeah,
1: yeah dating uh, Danny Glover's daughter. So um, who knows who would all return.
0: Frank just said, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's a good one. But the only problem is, I mean, that's not even a remote drop. That's a clicker drop. Like, that's before remotes <laughs> were even around. Is that movie ever on Screen yeah. or on TV anymore? Yeah, I
1: don't know. I mean, it would probably show up. You know, on those, the Hollywood Suite where they've yeah. got like seventies,
0: eighties. It would show up in the eighties, perhaps. I think. Um, like for me, it's movies, and you can always tell because they're on a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm not the only one. For right. The Fugitive and Shawshank Redemption are the top mm-hmm. two when it comes to remote drops for me. Mm-hmm. And I've always said this too. I, I'm I'm a remote drop type of person because I'm I don't I don't commit to starting and ending a new show. Right. Uh, Instead, I'll just see what's on, and I'll see something like that pop up. Ah, All right, I'll watch 15 minutes of Fugitive.
1: Yeah, if I ever see Slapshot, I'll I'll stop and watch that. Right. You know, for me, like, uh, I don't know, Schindler's List. You know. (laughs) I just could watch it over and over and over again. Uh, it was funny, too. Somebody earlier told us uh, Natural Born Killers. Right, yeah. Which is pretty dark. Yeah, you it's need It's not a, new, a
0: lighthearted romp. You need a coach and a therapist.
1: <laughs> now, this was upsetting. I read this. Actors who hated working together. You and I both agree that Four Christmases is a terrific Christmas movie, but it turns out that Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn did
0: not get along at all. I, you know what? That doesn't necessarily surprise me. Mm. Just... Just... I don't know them at all, but they just seem like completely different types of people. Uh, but it's interesting because the whole theme of that movie was that they had relationship troubles.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, Vince Vaughn's another great example of a remote drop guy. Anytime, any movie, Wedding Crashers, Dodgeball, any movie he's been in, right, yeah. uh, I'll stop and watch. I mean, he really is the same character all the time, but it's a great character. <laughs> you know, you can't, I never tire of Vince Vaughn.
0: He was getting a lot of airtime at the Leaf game the other night in in Arizona. Oh, was he? (laughs) He's right there at the boards. Yeah,
1: because I think he married a woman from Calgary, I believe. I know he is from Chicago originally and a big hockey fan. Um, Yeah, they couldn't stand each other. Reese uh, liked to uh, really like to rehearse and learn lines. Vince liked to ad-lib. It caused so much trouble that a sex scene from the movie was cut because Reese didn't even want to pretend to be intimate with her. Wow. So maybe the pretend gagging was a real thing. (laughs) And this, well, lucky, one of your all-time favorite. Talk about a remote drop, a TV show, The X-Files. David okay. Duchovny and, uh, and Gillian Anderson. Is it Jillian Gillian? Gillian. Uh, yeah, uh, Gillian. Gillian. Uh, they couldn't stand each other. They really? had huge periods where they were fighting and had to have long meetings to try to work through it. Well, He always
0: you know, I mean, great in that show, but turned out he was a bit of a weird dude, too, right? Like, went on and did Californication
1: yeah, I don't know. Is, it, is he considered a weird guy? I, I don't know that of him. I haven't heard that. I mean, Californication was pretty damn good. Right. Did you watch Californication? Uh, no. No, it's great. No. You only watch shows with, like, spies and things in it. I like those. Yeah, the action stuff. I tend towards that. You and I are much like uh, David and Jillian here in the uh, X-Files. Intense anger. <laughs> pains in the butt to each other at various times. I can see that. Well, here's a little uh, life hack on saving a few dollars. If you don't uh, toss out your 2022 calendar, you can use it again. You just have to wait a decade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, obviously, the, uh, the week changes year to year. The days of the week change year to year. Like January 5th was a Wednesday in 2022, and it's on a Thursday this year. But the same dates do eventually come back around and line up. So you'll be able to use your 2022 calendar. You just have to hang on to it till 2033. Okay. Calendars tend to line up every six years or 11 years. The exception is leap years when it takes 28. The days of the week will all be right, and you could use this calendar in uh, 2033, 2039, 2050, and 2061. Okay. I think... <laughs> you, yeah, you, you I, put I, a lot of feet in 2061. Past, oh, past <laughs> 50. <laughs> I don't know that I'll be around at 2050. I mean, let's uh, be serious here. Um, it's, what is that? 22 through 23, 33, 43. Yeah. yeah, so 27 years. Yeah, a little, little less than 50. You'd be yeah. you'd be you'd around. At, you'd little be little going into to 80s. your 80s. Yeah, no, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll hang on till 2039 and. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one last you, use of that calendar, so you got something to live for that's now. That's right. Uh, if you've been hoarding calendars for some reason, here are a few that work in twenty twenty three. Uh, you could you reuse a calendar from twenty seventeen. You could reuse a calendar from two thousand and six. Okay. You could reuse a calendar from nineteen ninety five. You can even use one from nineteen thirty three. Wow. Yeah. If you still got that. Interesting. The calendar is, you know, at Christmas time, you always have those little kiosks in the mall selling little trinkets. And that calendar one is always a big seller. I think to myself, who needs a calendar anymore? Like, who actually has one?
0: We we do it as a gift for, like, some of the older relatives every year. And every month has, like, pictures of the boys and... Family and that sort of stuff. And, I bet and, they smile politely at that, huh? Uh, Do they ask for it? <laughs> uh, actually, and it's one of those things them? where, like, uh, and, and it's, it's a generational thing because I know yeah. they were talking about, uh, you know, how which banks give calendars still and which right. real estate companies send those out, yeah, uh, because they like to have a wall calendar with their stuff on it, not just one on their phone. We all use one on our phone, um, and uh, and it's funny because I have a desk calendar. That I use just uh for look ahead here and um and we it's the same kind of one with the with the pictures of the boys, and I took it home yesterday. I was like, well, what do I do? Do I just toss this out yeah. <laughs> now I know I can use it again in eleven years.
1: Yeah. It's funny, when I come around to your side of the uh, the studio and I saw that the first time, I thought to myself, doesn't he see those boys enough? Right, yeah. Like, you see them every day.
0: It's you got to look ball. at them? I look at the calendar part more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two faces I've seen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> every every other man in the world, if they have a calendar, it's some Sunshine
0: Girl. <laughs> it's, <laughs> or a car. It's interesting, though, because I know in Oshawa, in the mall there, there's a calendar store. Yeah, not I mean it's a sell, kiosk. They sell games and all sorts of things. I know, but it's still called like the calendar store.
1: Yeah. When I, I listen, I was at the Pickering Town Center just before Christmas because I was at every mall just before Christmas. And I'm walking through and they have that calendar club or whatever it's right. called. And in the rack of games uh, at the window There's one board game standing there with Venn across it. What? Well, I hit the brakes and I raced in and bought that final one. And it's a Venn diagram game. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I sued the company. (laughs) Let me uh, say this before we have this conversation. I'm only sharing this story because I want it to lead to another discussion. Okay. Because really, I could care less about this. But I think it'll open up a, a, a an interesting uh, chat. All right. Uh, in the new book, Spare from uh, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. I, well, that's wrong. I'm sure many people do. Oh, yeah. It'll sell It's well. sold
0: out in pre-orders. Has is it, is it really? Like I think the, it's already uh, a bestseller. It hasn't even come out yet.
1: Unbelievable. Anyhow, Prince Harry, or I guess just Harry. got to kind of lose the Prince thing, I think. Or is he still considered a still prince? Still a prince. Uh, not in my mind.
0: Born a prince, just doesn't want any of the duties of it. Yeah, well, then you should lose the title.
1: Um, anyhow, Harry tells a story in his new book, Spare, that William and him got into a punch-up, got abusive, William supposedly lunging at him, uh, throwing him to the ground, ripping off a necklace, knocking him to the floor. He says he landed on a dog's bowl, cracked under my back, and the pieces cut into me. He said, I laid there for a moment, dazed, then got to my feet and told him to get out. He says, William uh, reportedly uh, tried to uh, get Harry to fight back. Harry refused. William then left and returned, supposedly looking regretful and apologizing. The fight was over. I know this will be shocking. Meghan Markle, who William says was um, difficult to deal with, rude and abrasive. Now, the reason I share this story is because I think many of us can relate to a family situation where somebody brings somebody into the fold. They start dating, they get married, whatever. And almost everybody in the family can't stand that person. Right. I mean, we've all been there. I think we've all had family members that we don't really like or get along with. I can say, honestly, I've been there. I'm probably the person the family didn't (laughs) like... (laughs) but it can get so intense because what happens is when one person is aggravated by a family member they talk about it all the time to other family members right which then fuels that fire for the dislike of that person and everybody can get so riled up and so heated so quickly we get so passionate about our dislike and and i have learned in my lifetime to every now and then when this stuff has occurred you step back and you go whoa
0: let's stop this right because this isn't getting us anywhere good right we're just getting angrier all the time well and i think you know much like this situation when that happens in a family you know, a lot of times the thing that calms it down is well, it's just a it's just a fling, mm. or it's just they're just dating, Right. not like they're marrying, right? Right, and that I think is probably what happened, and really turned things in the royal family as well. But it also happens in your groups of friends, mm-hmm. right? Like how many times? And there's been so many like SNL skits and 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 funny things and in movies about this type of thing. Where you'll have a friend who's dating someone that you can't stand. Mm-hmm. And no one will say anything mm. about that. Or there's someone could be dating someone that you know is wrong for them or you know has a past history that that you don't isn't mm. good and is not good for them, but they can't see it while they're in it. And no one says anything. Until after they break up. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot of
1: relationships that you can look at and say, well, why does that work? Or what the hell do they have in common? Or what does he see in her? Or what does she see in him? But we don't know what drives relationships, what what makes. And so, you know, you and I could dislike somebody uh, who's dating a family member or a friend. But behind, at the end of the day, when the doors are closed, if they make each other happy, what the Doesn't hell are you really going to do? What do you, it's not my life. But where it really plays out, and you, you're not there yet, and I hope it never does happen to you. We've been, I think, pretty lucky in, in our family that uh, it really hasn't been an issue. But right now in your life, it's just the four of you. Right. You know, there's some outside influence, or some friends or whatever. But for the most part, it's the phobia. But there's going to come a point when one of those boys is going to bring somebody home. And that person is going to be the center of their attention. Right. And they're going to turn their back on family stuff because they want to be with them. Or that person's going to rub one of you the wrong way. And it takes so much effort (laughs) to bite your tongue, to let that play out, to not let that person get too much under your skin. Right. Because that person means a lot to them. And certainly in early, young, teenage relationships. You know, when we were young and falling in love for the first time, we go crazy. Mm-hmm. We, it's, that person is all we can think of. Right. And family members, I, I, I've seen it. Mums can get their nose out of joint when it comes to sons, fathers with daughters. Ah, oh, the whole there's shotgun a, thing, yeah. It's a jealousy thing. All right. of a sudden, this woman is more important in my son's life than I am. (laughs) And the same for fathers with daughters. This man now has taken my place. Right. Well,
0: not only that, he's trying to take many other things from your daughter. That's right. Which, oh, thank God I had sons. (laughs) But it
1: can can be a, a very trying time. And, you know... You're happy if, if when you see your your child, you know, falling in love or in a relationship and and have that that glow about them. It's There's also that mama bear,
0: papa bear kind of, of, of you don't want to see them get hurt. You right?
1: don't want to see them get hurt. Yeah. Um but yeah, like with siblings, see these two brothers for all they've been through in their life for this to become the problem, it's it's in some ways very heartbreaking. Mm. Because you know, Harry's now claiming he wants his brother back and he wants his family back, but he doesn't want the institution. Right. But you can't go about life in in front of the media doing all of this and then expecting everybody to just forgive and forget. Right. You know, I think Harry and I think I honestly believe down the road, Harry is going to hugely regret all of this.
0: I agree with you. All right, and I and I see signs of it now, mm. like in the, the things that he's saying mm-hmm. that you know I I I want my family back mm. and I want my brother back and his relationships connections and you know but then you know a lot of what they're doing with all of this media attention mm. screams more her than him
1: one hundred percent and if that marriage ends he's screwed you know because now he doesn't have her. He's, he's really just followed, I believe, followed her down this path. He's playing the role of the good husband and the good father, and he's doing what he thinks he needs to do to protect his wife. She's in a mansion in Hollywood. I think she's protected enough now. Not so far into the future, probably, we'll be having to uh, maybe read an article about uh, Connor Bedard and his annoying girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> building a 19 million dollar house in whatever nhl city he ends up in right Cause this uh, he kid might is not
0: need a heated driveway in arizona or anaheim if that's one, where he ends up yeah. Yeah, is that where he'll probably end up one well of those it'll be a lottery uh, pick but we'll have to see those are a couple of the teams that are struggling
1: yeah it seems uh in in hockey pools and other things just like i know certainly in ours it seems that everybody is just bailing on everything to uh, get the first pick next year to, to grab this kid because Everybody says he's the next phenom in hockey.
0: Uh, I, I mean, he's he's also at this level underaged, right? Like right. this is a nineteen-year-old's hockey tournament, and he's seventeen years old. Right? And he's you know not only competing, he's dominating.
1: Everybody else can have a pint, but <laughs> him—that's true. Yeah. Um, so uh, Canada tonight, uh, playing for gold. And uh, this is always to be expected, right, in junior hockey, where if we don't get gold, if we don't win it all, it's a disappointment.
0: So uh, certainly, I mean, Canada takes this tournament more seriously than any other country does mm-hmm. and, and takes it to heart more. We've hosted it more. And, uh, yeah, the expectations are always high on any Canadian team. But that being said, and, and this is where, you know, I made this uh, reference when we were talking about Canada being at the World Cup. Right Mm. Uh, and how Canadians were disappointed that Canada didn't win a game at at the World Cup. Well, you know Canada at the World Cup in soccer is much like Japan at the World Junior Hockey Tournament. Right, right? they showed up once, you know, lost by twenty goals (laughs) to Sweden, and that was their one time. By Mm. the way, that game is you know Connor Bedard has sure got the record for the tournament for a Canadian. Mm. Uh, He's still like a dozen points behind Peter Forsberg's record, but Peter Forsberg had 10 points in a game against Japan uh, that year. Yeah, okay. So it kind of shades that a sure. bit. Um, nevertheless, uh, yeah, Canada's in the finals are going to play Czechia, a team that they lost to on Boxing Day in their opening game. Uh, Czechia, one of... I'd say surprises of the tournament, although uh, I think they came bronze in the summer. They did. They, they have certainly improved, and they get a lot of returning players from that team. Their goaltender has been probably the top goaltender in the tournament mm. uh, all, all week, two weeks long. And this is a really difficult matchup for Canada, but also a chance at redemption. They know exactly what they're getting with a team that was in their group. Who's
1: doing the uh, play-by-play for tonight's game? Uh, Gordon Miller. Have you been sending I hate you, uh, texts to him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Gordon's pretty good. Yeah, like Gordon. Yeah, he's been uh, doing it for a while. Uh, you know what? Interesting. That last night's game was by no means, uh, a, you know, 6-2, the final score. Right. Doesn't sh- indicate how that game went. Yeah, many so, people saying it should have been 6-4, right? Well, should well, have it been, many saying it should have been 4-4, or oh, at least okay. 3-3 at some point in that game. It was a 3-2 hockey game the U.S. scored, um, and it was, uh, Boy, it, it was Jackson Blake who scored. Remember Jason Blake, former yeah, Leaf? Yeah, And it was interesting because Jason Blake uh, famously in a shootout uh, or breakaway, or penalty shot I think it was at the time, uh, it did a spinorama move. Mm. And his goal by his son Jackson in this game was a spinorama in the crease. And in doing so, there was contact with the goaltender. At 99 times out of 100 in most games that we watch at the NHL or OHL level, That's a goal. Mm. In the international rules, because the puck was outside of the crease, he was in it, and there was some contact with the goaltender... That is overruled. I thought it was a bold play even to call for the review for Canada uh, because I didn't think it was even close. Uh, For the fact that that was overturned, yeah, the U.S. is really bitter. That would have made it a 3-3 hockey game, and with losing the the challenge, Canada would have been in a penalty box. So could have completely changed the complexion of that game. Uh, There was another goal called back, much more simple in the fact that it was under the goalie's pads and the player knifed it to get it loose and into the net that's a that's a pretty standard goalie interference, no goal call. But, you know, the first one really changed the tide of the game. Canada was under pressure. I think they gave it the first nine shots of the game. The US looked really good out of the gate and had a two nothing lead. You know, good for Canada to force their way back, but for Americans there there is that bit of controversy that will continue
1: and you know for a country that has always been uh one who has hockey way down their list of uh sports importance in, in america their program their hockey program seems to have really come along i mean they're a much stronger their their young kids coming into the nhl are much stronger than probably they've ever been right it's
0: well a- yeah much much like you know hockey canada did this years ago with their you know hockey canada development program mm-hmm. That's what you see the U.S. having done over the last 10, 12 years, right. is this NTDP, the National Team Development Program. They take players uh, from a very young age and they put them into this national d- team onto a national team, where they start to develop them uh, from a young age uh, as a team together. That's why you get, you know, the likes of first it was the Kessels and the Matthews, and uh, now, boy, there's some really. Chaz Lucius mm. and Red Savage. That's a good handle. Like some real American Those are good handles. handles. Yeah, They're yeah. on there. Yeah. Snug, Jimmy Snuggerood. <laughs> Come on. Is that yeah. a name? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky.
1: 94.9, The Rock.